What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in to episode 166 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy Carasquillo. And I'm your other host, Chris Sampson. And today we are officially changing the name to Super Lag Pals. Yes, so this was the fourth attempt. (laughs) (laughs) Fourth attempt, six different um, Skype type calls. It's terrible. You You know, first it was Skype. And then, and then it was Zencaster, and then it was the Hangouts. Google Play. Uh, or the Google Play, yeah. and, oh, and the yeah, Hangouts. Google, Google Hangouts. And then, and then, uh, then we were trying to use Facebook video chat, and that failed today horribly. So now we're doing this over FaceTime, and it's working quite well. <laughs> so thank you, Apple. Apple, let me say, Chris looks clearer than any other time I've used any other video chatting source. And I, I gotta say, Andy... You're looking HD, uh, HD 40x, what surround sound stereo, all all the above. Looking looking crisp. Great. So we we might have to stick with this setup because <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So absolutely. <laughs> I think Tupac said that once. Did he really? Is that? I don't okay, know. Okay. Well, it was just a random. Well, you could have lied straight to my face. I don't believe. Yeah, Andy, that's right. Tupac did say that, and then. And then maybe we got a fat checked, or or, or, or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy, what have you been up to in the world the world of nerding? I've been doing a lot of video editing. It's tedious, mm-hmm. and it's not fun while you're doing it, but it is goddamn rewarding. I'm doing like a post production project, and I got a blank video, and I had to put every single piece of audio into it. Oh, snap. So you're doing like ADR kind of stuff? I'm doing ADR. I'm doing Foley. I am doing Walla. I am doing Wild Lines. All of the above. I have no idea what most of those acronyms mean, but it sounds legit. Walla, Walla means like it's uh, crowd noises. Um, wild Lines are lines that are said from characters off screen. ADR is, you know what ADR is, I'm assuming. And uh, Foley is making sound effects. So, like, if a character rubs their arm, I will go into the mic and just rub my arm to get that sound. Oh, At the same speed as that character. Yo. Okay, Andy. Are you prepping your skills for that one fateful day when... We get a script that gets approved by Hollywood, and, you know, we just... We, we go to every single Hollywood studio... Then, All I'm saying is it doesn't have to be approved by Hollywood because look at Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Look at Kevin Smith, you know. I mean, Tommy Wiseau is the bigger the bigger bar there because that man wrote the most piece of shit movie I've ever seen in my life. And he is still wildly famous. He he failed upward. He made he made it. So we're take we're taking we're taking our budding Hollywood script movie production a harebrained ideas, and then we're gonna go indie with it, and you're you're picking up all these awesome skills. Wait, wait, okay, I know, I know, we haven't talked. Well, this is nerdy. This is definitely nerdy. Are you doing this for for school or just personal delight or just? Or, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for school. Our first project was Lord of the Rings. That was kind of like the test dummy, and she just told us to everyone recorded uh, two students doing the voice lines. And everyone used those two voice lines for 
the project. So everyone's project came out sort of similar. This is different. She gave us, uh, we were allowed to pick one scene from any movie we wanted. She had to approve of it as long as it had um, sound effects, music, and voice lines. That's dope. Man, I'm really jealous. I need to go back to school. That's awesome. I would love that class. It's a post-production class. I love that class. It's great. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. So is it a copyright TMTM? Can you reveal what movie scene you choose? Or uh, The movie scene I don't want to spoil I chose it. was the super shoot scene from uh, Incredibles. Oh, snap. That's very good. It's due on Wednesday, and I don't have my voice lines recorded yet. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're we're 16 minutes into in the into the recording, so I'll I'll try to say we'll keep it tight. But you know us, we we like tangents. But yeah, yeah, that's a cool project though. I wish you the best of luck. Um, that's Thanks. Really awesome. Cool. Andy, what what topic do you have for us today? Well, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Overwatch. Hell yeah. A little bit about Godzilla. Okay. No spoilers. And I will talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Good old D&D. Good old Where's D&D. Kendall? I do admit, I really missed Super Dungeon Pals. If you don't know what we're talking about, I think for like a 100th episode anniversary, or 125, I forget which, it was one of our anniversaries. One of our friends, Kevin, he DM'd a couple episodes of us playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, and I miss it a lot. And there's some very exciting news because it's been consuming my life for the past week. <laughs> go for it. Uh, wait, are you want me to go first or <laughs> kick us off? Kick okay. Us off. Okay. So uh, this is like a two-parter. So the first part, two weeks ago in LA, there was this event called D and D Live 2019: The Descent, and this was a half convention, like in-person convention slash live stream event where Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, they unveiled their next campaign module and andy it is everything i could want ever the DD campaign ever like okay so it's called descent so it's post-apocalyptic yes and it is it really yes it is i, I just yes guessed, it guys. is so you can imagine how happy i i've been dude you can you can be mad bad yes you look even better so uh this this uh campaign module is coming out in september it's called Descent into Avernus. Um, and it's been described as Mad Max in hell. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That is literally you. Yes. Like, so you, you know, like all those harebrained fever dream ideas we talked about, about Godzilla in hell and Ghost Rider and like Mad Max. We can make that actually into a campaign and it'd be totally cool. So <laughs> it's... It's wild. So okay, so the center of our- I feel like we can turn most of our conversations on Super Nerd Pals into a D&D campaign. We should. I mean, we, we did it, but we should do it again and then we'll just add like my Kingdom Heats and and uh, what was the what was the other thing we were talking about? Uh, Super Smash uh, Brothers or P- Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. I was just going to say uh, Talk about Ditto. Ditto, yes. Oh, that's right. The Ditto. The Ditto is like the ultimate mastermind. Okay. Ooh. Anyway, so Descender Virtus, it's set in Baldur's Gate, which is a very, very famous Dungeons and Dragons metropolis. Um, it was the basis for the Baldur's Gate 
PC RPG games that have been around for a long while, at least the 80s, uh, and had been adapted other forms. But the premise is there's this plane of hell called Avernus, which is the first level of the nine layers of hell. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't think it's the actual canon, but I think there is one of the possible scenarios where like Baldur's Gate is actually sinking the hell. And then there's also like various portals and dimensions and doorways into it out of Avernus or hell. Going back to what's so amazing about it, it's basically Mad Max in hell. So, um, you know, adventurers can either show up in there uh, against their will, or maybe it's part of some weird screwed up punishment or uh, just something that they're just sent, or just, they're just sent there. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, you can set up the scenario any way you want, but basically you're in hell and you're caught up in this hellish wasteland. Uh, you know, there's the river Styx that flows through, and if you get touched by the the water, you lose your memory. And um, that sounds so weird. It's so weird. It's so cool. And then you're caught up in this giant, giant cataclysmic eternal war called the the Blood War, where devils and demons are fighting each other. All of Avernus is under lordship by Avernus who's this fallen angel and the best part the mad max part uh adventurers and devils and demons that can roam the the hellish wasteland on infernal demon engines like literally you can have, oh, what the yes you could run like demon powered motorcycles and buggies and war buses and like they they had they were um uh, all throughout D&D Live, they've just been talking about the mechanics, and then they had various sessions uh, over the course if of... We ever, if we ever do this D&D campaign, I will let you know now, my character will be determined to be a guitar guy on a war bus. That's, you can do that! You can, you, I you, will be a bard! You can be a bard! <laughs> you can be a bard! You can be a tiefling bard! You can be like... Like, tieflings, you remember, they're a race with, like, infernal heritage. So you have, like, a crowd of horns that you can blow up hellfire and stuff. It's so cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So you could, you could ride and fight demons and devils or other adventurers uh, on, these, on these war machines. You fight devils, um, just giant vulture demons. And, you know, you know you have, in, in Mammoth's Fury Road, you had... The war boys or the black thumbs, like these crazed uh, humans that help operate and maintain machines. And here you have the red caps, like these small dwarves all dressed in red, and they help man your machine. And then your your machines can have really tricked out crazy weapons. You, like you you can shoot out this giant acid sprayer, which ba it's basically like a firefighter's hose or pump. <laughs> Was mounted the back of, of acid. You can shoot acid. You can shoot like this black ichor. That's basically the liquefied, concentrated ooze of of demons that have died and just what pulled together over millions of years. Just just like the dinosaurs, like over time, they just became vats of oil. You can shoot like this demon ichor that that mutates people, and you could shoot. You can. There was this one point in the campaign where they fired. 
there was this one tank. They're, they're, uh, the party hijacked uh, this war buggy, and they were shooting out this spigot, which, which was loaded with water from the river Styx. So it sprayed into people, and it was acidic, and people lost memory, and they went crazy. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Um, some other cool things that are happening um, related to the Demon War, war Machines, um, and just with the general mechanics... Like it's really interesting, to, like just how much depth the the writers and the producers were making this. So they they really thought about it. Like, um, like gold. Me- I mean, gold means nothing, uh, in hell. I mean, like they what what demons and devils. Oh, actually, what devils want? Uh, what is the economy? What it, what drives the 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 daily machinations of hell? Souls. And you know, what and what do you do with souls? Oh yeah, you can eat them. Um. But you also you could also you could also mint them into coins, Andy. Yes, they took the souls of the damned. Uh, soul coins. Yes, they have soul coins, and what can you do with these soul coins? They're one, they're very valuable, and two, you can purchase stuff with them. Um, so so you can you can trade in these soul coins for a, a variety of effects. So let's say you're on your your last HP, you could use a soul coin. Um, to like bargain with a devil to give you like a new life or extended powers. But my favorite, my favorite use of the soul coin, you put it to, to start a demon war engine or to give it some buffs. You literally put it to a coin slot and you can make a demon engine go faster. You can make a demon engine regain hit points. You can make a, a demon engine like grow like new weapons and like be more dangerous in combat. So yes, demon engines are powered by souls and literally you put in a soul coin into a coin slot inside the machine. The machine, the coin gets deposited into some infernal internal con- contraption where the, the soul gets burnt and used as fuel. It's awesome. <laughs> so this is insane. Yes. So that's the first part. So it's Mad Max in hell. This is literally my aesthetic. I've been over the moon. I've been watching all the D&D live streams, uh, which are now available on YouTube on D&D Beyond YouTube page. Um, So they divided, or they did four separate uh, live streams of two to three hour one-shots of the campaign. And they had a bunch of really cool, awesome D&D celebrities role play. And it was just, the most cra- it was amazing it was like <gasps> i need i i i never i never needed to play DD more than i need now and i've been just so hyped over the moon over it um one of my co-workers jeff like we were just talking about this non-stop and and at first he was like uh that seems really campy i mean and, but i i saw it I was like no jeff no this is like this is like the best parts of DD and doom and 40k all into a blender and i need it now and now he's hyped and i just need to play i mean this so badly if no one has heard chris speak about this subject on this podcast ever chris is super excited about two things and that's anything to do with mad max and anything to do with hell yes and 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 you know what? We can have Godzilla in hell. We can have we, Godzilla can show up, and he can be something we summoned, or or, or or we're in the trunk of the Ghost Rider. Yes, that's how that's how we get in. We can just do like descend into Avernus, 
homebrew where where we all play like Marvel DC heroes and then and then we wake up and we we're we're it's like the TARDIS it's bigger on the inside than the outside we just all wake up in the back of Ghost Rider's trunk we don't know how we got there and then all of a sudden we get ejected out into this to this hell's landscape and we just see Robbie Rand's Ghost Riders like hey guys sup guys we're here <laughs> Q See. We see Godzilla just come out of the fire. Yes. Uh, okay, so I want to put a pin in that, but uh, I want to get I want to I want to get to my hot take topic. But the other thing I've been so obsessed about this past week. Um. So um, I didn't. Well, I knew about this show for a while. I just didn't around. I didn't get around to it. I just binged it all last week. But on Geek and Sundry, early this year, so I want to say like, so Deborah Ann Wool, who you know from uh, Daredevil, the Netflix series, as Karen Page, and for other people, you might know her from True Blood, she is like a super, super huge D&D fan. She's the showrunner and host of this really awesome six-episode miniseries called Relics and Rarities, where it's... A series of one shots, but a um, there's an overarching narrative arc, and they have four players or four recurring cast members who are all super excellent, charismatic individuals. And every week they have a different celebrity guest. Um, so what's really cool uh, for me uh, in episode three, they had Charlie Cox, uh, who plays Daredevil, on as as a guest host. In episode five, they had Kevin Smith as a guest host Ooh. and that's his first actual time playing D. so it's so delightful just watching kevin like again not really knowing what to do but at the same time like just jumping all in so enthusiastically and so just getting it just getting D like a fish in water and it was like oh this is so good and um and deborah and i feel like kevin smith kevin smith just has that personality that like you could throw him in a situation like playing D&D for the first time, and expect amazing results. And I was not disappointed. Oh, it was so good. And then, um, yeah, his episode is episode five. So you can jump into it directly, but I would recommend watching chronologically, just so you can make sense of the overarching story. Um, you had other great guests, like Matthew Lillard, who's also a huge, super huge D&D fan. So in the last episode, again, throwing out some love for Daredevil, um, Simone Masik, or Misty Knight, she plays uh, one of the characters. So I was like, oh, it's so cool. I love it. So yeah, Deborah Ann Wool, hands down, my new favorite DM. She is so amazing. And like the storyline she came up with was real. It was really novel. Um, and she, the production value on the show is unheard of like i she's put so much work she devised all these really cool interesting puzzles and she introduced like um this really cool dynamic where everyone's sitting down in the set uh, and they do some exposition and they have players go around in this boutique shop um called relics and rarities so they're this boutique shop is is like this curio shop where it's full of oddities and weird artifacts and they literally created, or they built a set that looks that has all these strange, curious items like a top hat or 
like a classic pair of like steampunk looking frames and what's really cool like at the end of each exposition inside this hq they have the main players and the celebrity guests walk around they pick up an item and throughout the, the remainder of that episode or that campaign they have this really cool item with a really cool magical effect so for example one of the items they pick up is this looking this small looking glass and what it can do is if you can shine it onto someone else someone's likeness is imprinted onto the looking glass and then you flash it onto yourself or to another person you take on that appearance it's like oh that's so cool so they used it a lot to for like lots of stealth um like they basically did a heist on a submarine in one of the episodes and that they used that item it's like oh it's so awesome so uh between those two things andy in the last two weeks i have a burning desire to play D&D, and i want to resurrect Dun- super dungeon pals i don't know it could, it will it could be another one shot. It could be like a mini campy. I don't know. It doesn't. We don't even have to record it. I just want to play D and D. I just. I really. I really. I yes. Ah. Uh. I'm down. Maybe. Maybe even we'll stream it too. Yes. Uh. I feel like streaming D and D will be fun too. That'd be so cool, and it's it's really popular. Um, and I, you know, just we should gather the party. Uh, even if it's just a one shot, is it one time thing? Like, I really miss it, and. You know, I really do miss Super Dungeon Pals. That was so hilarious. It's so much fun. Yeah, we did a lot of random shit in the But that's... And Kevin totally did not expect us to uh... do anything. <laughs> that's the one constant. Like, you, you make a plan and expect your players to ruin those plans. So you just make it up on the spot. But then you fake it and be like, I planned this the entire time. And, and we're like, oh, Kevin or Andy or Chris or Ryan or Stan, you're the best DM ever. And then we're like, yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, okay, so, Andy, my hot take is in September, we are definitely playing Descent into Avernus. So, you, I guess you already answered the question, but, like, take a minute to think about it. What is your What is your character? What What is your race? What is your I'm class? I'm sticking with that. I'm, I'm like with a that. fucking demon war, war bard that's going to be chained to a fucking truck. Yes. Okay. And then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do rolls for like flamethrower guitars. Oh my god! Okay, so it's gonna be great. I'm thinking you're gonna be a tiefling because tieflings, uh, they're they're again like before, they have infernal heritage. You have some really cool. Uh, okay, you know what? We're doing this right now. <laughs> I am I am bringing up D and D Beyond's character generator, and we're gonna do this. <laughs> Okay, so so I'm thinking in terms of race, you should be a tiefling, and tieflings, um, you know, they they are beings that have infernal heritage, and then in terms of physical appearance, it could range in terms of being really subtle or like really out there. But you could have like barbed tails and like hellish looking eyes and demon horns, um, and you have like some really cool abilities. Or, or features like uh, you have hellish resistance, so you're resistant to fire damage. Um, and I know there's some like racial themed feats, like um, oh, what's it called? It's like the f- the fl- hell flames of 
to flag it. I don't know. Like, you have this internal aura of flames that surround you. You could also have, like, this cr this barbed crown of horns that gives you, like, cool buffs. Um, so I feel like it should be a tiefling. I mean, again, I don't, this is your character, but... I mean, that sounds, that sounds rad as fuck. And just being a bard, like, you just, you have, you just use music to... Uh, just do amazing effects. Like you have bardic inspiration, so you could support other people. You could you could use um you could use your music to heal people. You could use your, your music to like uh cause like madness and cacophony and mess with their heads. So I think it's really awesome. And I feel like if you want to spew like fire from your guitar, maybe like multi class into. Uh, some kind of spellcaster, so maybe maybe you could be a sorcerer. So who had you? You just have you just tap into the chaotic energies of the elemental plane, and you could just like cast fire. Or oh, actually, well, I mean, you're you're tiefling. I think you could do. I think. Uh, okay. I don't know. Maybe you could be a sorcerer, or maybe you could be a like a bard warlock. So you make a dark pact with a. With with a pit fiend or some hellish entity, and so now you gain like, I don't know, you you, you give up part of your soul, and and now you can shoot fire and play music and, and just just maybe I'll just pay someone a soul coin. Yes. Ugh. Okay. So you're 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 being you're gonna be a tiefling doof warrior. That's so cool. Yes. Done. My character. I want to do this character where, well, there's this new race that somewhat recently was put into official 5e canon, and it's called the the Warforged. So in the term or the, in the canon, the Warforged war were these magically powered automatons or golems um, that were created for a great war. They were split across like five major uh, countries and this continent, and they were used as uh, so, uh, specifically, specially designed warriors. So you had like like super soldier uh, warforged that just were OP as tanks, and then you had uh, super specialized warforged. Like some of them were specialized to be assassins or scouts or uh support roles and then then there was a giant catastrophe due to some super huge magical weapon and all the all the countries they're like oh shit maybe we should stop warring with each other so all these peace treaties were signed and now you end up with like tens of thousands of these warforged golems which were also given sentience now they're like oh what do we do now we have what do we do in this post-war society and now you have like these these golems all over the country. So I thought it was really cool. So what I thought, I wanted to be a Warforge fighter. I don't know if I wanted to be like this super OP tank, so this juggernaut kind of character, or I wanted to go something more like like a scout kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm tied between like this Warforge juggernaut or this Warforge like gunslinger. Um, <laughs> but what I want to do is, um, I, in terms of the flavor, I want my Warforge to have like an existential crisis. Like he's, he knows he's sentient. Uh, he know, but he knows he's, 
he knows like the origin's creation and he's trying to figure out like what's what is the soul do i have one and and then he ends up in hell so it's gonna be this ongoing thing where he he he's, he's gonna become a hoarder for research so he's gonna be he's gonna be stealing as many soul coins as possible and experimenting on it and uh, and then he, and then I don't know. Maybe he's gonna. Maybe he's like. I ha- like uh, he's gonna have an existential crisis, and he's just gonna soul coin. As ma- and he's, I'm a machine. I want to be real. So he's gonna use his soul coins to make himself real, and then he's gonna become like a demon warforged. It's gonna be awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So that's 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 some something I want to try out. Anyway, Andy, I know I talked about I I I've been monopolizing this conversation. I'm so sorry. I'm just so hey, excited. Listen, I was I was so entertained. It's so good. <laughs> I want to know what this Warforge and this demon bard are gonna be up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so should I be like a rough and tough like juggernaut, or should I have should I go for like a robot cowboy that shoots demon bullets? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, robot cowboy sounds rad as fuck, but. Robot Juggernaut sounds cool as fuck too. Uh, how about this? How about I create one Warforge and if I die, I'll have a backup for my new character. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, whew. Okay. So September, mark your calendars, Andy. We're going to play Descendant of Vernus. You're going to be a tiefling bard from hell and I'm going to be a war- Warforge something that's going to be hoarding coins and we're going to be I'm, okay, I okay. Some point in our campaign, I want to find a demon train and heist it. There's gonna be a demon train full mm. of soul coins traveling from a ver- one corner of Avernus to another. We're gonna heist that train. We're gonna steal all the soul coins, and we're, we're gonna be rich. We're gonna be so. I rich. like this idea. I like this idea, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because my character is going to want to be chained to the front of that fucking train. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to at least play some guitar in front of a train. Okay, okay. So are we t- are we are we thinking too small? Are we, should we ha- should we steal just the entire train, not just the soul coins? <laughs> just steal the train, and that's our new ride. Because that'd be the awesome. Whole fucking train. Yes. But how will we get to places? I mean, I'm assuming there's tracks going everywhere. Well, unless if this demon hell train doesn't run on tracks, it could it could just be like Back to the Future, Back to the Future Three. the The train just spreads bat wings and it just starts. Or fl- yes, or we use soul coins to change the 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 track locations. Yes, yes, oh. Yes, or 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 in our world, whoever's DMing, we could establish that there's a very intricate system of of railways already in place. Cause, cause, uh, and and yeah, this is this is our campaign. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> I okay. I'm the if I'm DM, I'm very much the person who's like the rule of cool. So I'd be like, yeah, you, you, yes. Do you want your train to grow? 50 sets of demon wings so it can fly and not be chained to the 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 logistics of of railway tracks and construction and hell no we can fly (laughs) i mean listen does hell really have construction of railway tracks i mean uh whatever (laughs) whatever Uh, okay 
Listen, this campaign is probably going to start off that we fell into Robbie Reyes' trunk. So, yes. Trunk. Yes. So. Yes. Anything is possible. Okay. You know what? Okay. I have the perfect setup. Okay. So. Uh, Wait. What if our train gets possessed by the spirit of vengeance? <gasps> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, that's like like uh, a third act boss where we, the entire campaign we've just been traveling deeper and deeper into the nine hells on this train this amazing train ride and then we just we've been making friends and enemies along the way and then at our final stop we go down to the 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 the, the deepest level of hell to meet in person, Asmodeus, the prince of nine hells, and then one of his his favorite champion, he's like, I will take what is most valuable to you. And you're like, oh no, not, not this, not X, not Y. But no, he takes control of the train. And then and then who who is his most loyal servant? It's like, it's Robbie Reyes. And and he's like, what? Like, Robbie Reyes, you're our friend. He's like, no. I have a new master now, and he possesses the train, and the train becomes the new chariot of the spirit of vengeance, and then it's Robbie Reyes as a train snake war machine. Yes. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be like a train conductor. Yes. (laughs) And for some reason, he's going to be wearing a regular, like, old school ass conductor's uniform. Yes, yes. But it's gonna be in like black and red. Oh my god! It's gonna say six 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 on it. Yes, and then and who and who's in the furnace shoveling more soul coins and and soul lumber and soul coal to give it more power is Nicolas Cage. Or better yet, it could be Korg. It'd be Korg. Yes. Oh. Hi guys. Oh my what god. the hell are you doing, Korg? <laughs> I'm just shoveling these soul coins. <laughs> Uh, we need we need to play D and D right now. This is so stupid. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> we haven't even played the campaign yet. I know we have characters and what we're gonna be doing. Oh god, this is great. It's very good. Okay, woo. Okay, Andy, I will stop now, or else I will. This episode will will be like three hours long. Listen, I'm not I'm not gonna say that we haven't filmed for seven hours straight before. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have oh my god um but yeah kitties D, mad max in hell it's coming it's september look it up it's gonna be awesome um and uh andy and for the rest of, of you pals out there i highly recommend you watch some of these videos like i, I i'm pretty they've been working on this module for a long time I was, I was watching one of the videos today um and literally one of the guys was like he was watching Mad Max Fury Road, which it's crazy to think it's already four years since it came out. And he was like, oh my God, we need this in a D&D setting. And they did it. They did it. It's here. Man, that's what it's about. It's about. Oh, so good. Anyway, Andy, that was my, I just needed to get it out. I, yes. So yeah, go, go, go read up or watch Descend the Burners and go, please watch Relics and Rarities. Deborah Anwell. She's like my new favorite DM, and she's Karen Page, and she's and that just makes things all much better, and she's awesome, and she does a lot of other D and D stuff too. So check it out. Well, my topic is not as exciting. No, as screw that. It is. 
Well, my first topic is actually I'll, I'll start with I'll start with Godzilla. Hell yeah, Godzilla! So I saw Godzilla. It released on Friday, Thursday, I guess. Friday, whatever, same shit. Yeah, <laughs> this past weekend. Um, and man, that movie. First of all, let me just say for all the movie critics that complained about the storyline, first of all. It's about Godzilla fucking up other kaijus. What other story do you need? I love that meme where it's like this Twitter thread. It's like, yeah, so early reviews, the critics are saying this movie's focusing too much on the kaiju battles and not enough human drama. And I was like, so it's good. And it's like, hell yeah. Because I feel like... Yeah. Because like the first... the first I, I, I enjoyed the first Godzilla movie. The first, well, legendary. I, I enjoyed it too. I mean, there was definitely human drama I didn't need. Like, first of all, they teased they teased Brian Cranston so hard in that movie, in all the mm-hmm. in all the commercials and previews, and he died in the first fifty minutes. And then we it focuses on his son, and we don't we don't care. We just we don't care. And then and then like like got that that Godzilla fight, which is awesome, and we needed more of it. And now we're now we're, now in this movie. He fight. There's like what, like six or seven kaiju. It's crazy. They got they got Mothra uh, and Kingdora and so they they openly say that there's eighteen plus kaiju's that they know of. Shit, that's awesome. And we get to see a bunch of these kaiju's. We obviously get to see King Ghidorah. Uh, we see Mothra. We see the Gamera. Um, Rodan. Those are like the four main focus kaiju's. But in the background, you do see kaijus like um, that spider kaiju. There's a new kaiju, which looks like a really tall mammoth. It looks so sick. There's there's a few new kaijus, and they don't really go on with, with like names or anything. So, And you don't really see them often. Uh, this movie super teases King Kong. Oh, like, okay. They mention King Kong and Skull Island a ton in this movie so at one instance they were like they're going they have this thing called an orca and what it does is it simulates kaiju frequencies so like what they speak at they find like this alpha male frequency which is they just took godzilla's voice frequency and combined it with a human frequency and it's supposed to be like a frequency that all kaijus will respect and like He's the king of the monsters. Yeah. So King Ghidorah comes out and like Ghidorah's like, fuck that. And basically tries to kill anything that it hears like that alpha frequency. And then they get Godzilla to to fight him. And it get, it gets intense. That's so good. It gets intense. Man. Um, Screw you critics. We want more monster fights. Listen, seeing King Kong, I mean King Kong. King Ghidorah? <laughs> Seeing King Ghidorah and Rodan team up to fight Godzilla and Mothra was the what? shit. Yo, wait, Mo- Mothra and Godzilla team up? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, they team up. shit. My God. That's awesome. It, it, it was like the tag team of the century that I needed. That's amazing. Like, Yeah, Mothra's pretty badass in this movie. I mean, she... So at first she takes out like a bunch of soldiers and then like they they play the alpha frequency and she like just kind of like respects whoever's playing it. And then some people come in and scare Mothra off. 
and she goes to this waterfall and cocoons there. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's the last you see of Mothra until like she comes out in her full glory. Oh my gosh, she's like third act reveal. I'm I'm here to save the day. That's I mean they show when she hatches and and that's like a fucking epic ass scene. But there's so so many good things about this movie. There is some human drama because why wouldn't there be? Yeah, like I remember I remember. The first movie, um, it was definitely like a slow burn, and I remember watching the theater. Everyone like there was like this, this rolling audible gasp when Godzilla first charges up. You just see its its spine start glowing, just shoots atomic breath, and everyone in the theater cheered. And that oh, and then like there wasn't enough, and now and now like. The, the movie producer's like, well, you like that? How about this? And then they throw like throw in like 50, 50 billion battles in this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. King Ghidorah is so badass in this movie. Like where he flies. So for a while they were like, oh, King Ghidorah got away. Like he, he disappeared in this tropical storm. And then like 10 minutes later, they're like, wait a minute, this tropical storm is coming over here now. Like, after Godzilla got here, they're like, that's not a tropical storm. <laughs> it's getting it's Ghidorah. Ghidorah in a fucking storm. It's insane. Oh my god. There's this really cool scene where, so it shows it in the trailer where, where Ghidorah's on top of this, um, like, volcano, and it does its screech. So, like, literally right before that scene, Godzilla rips off one of the Ghidorah heads. What? And Ghidorah just fucking grows it back. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Yo. Oh, the feels, Andy. The feels. Um, my God. That movie is so good. Fuck the critics. That's great. Okay. Okay. I... Um... We're here for the kaiju, but I am a huge fan of Ken Watanabe and Millie Bobby Brown. So how were they in the film? Because Ken, what? Uh, they were. They were. They were great. They were great. So what's I? Uh, what's Millie Bobby Brown's role? Uh, okay, so she's all right. So a little backstory in the first Godzilla movie, the main character, his they explain that his son was killed in San uh, San Francisco. So he's like this alcoholic, I guess. And Millie Bobby Brown is with her mom and her mom is like doing research on kaijus. She creates the thing that work off, which is, like I said, it's just a frequency playing device to like get the respect of kaijus. You find there, there's like a plot twist with the mom and Millie Bobby Brown wasn't about that. So she steals the orca and uses it to like lure King Ghidorah away from like where he's at because he sets free all the 18 kaijus and has them rampaging and destroying cities so she like brings him to boston but also knowing that like this frequency will get to godzilla and godzilla will also come to boston so she's the reason why king Ghidorah fucking um godzilla duke it out yeah ah so cool but she's a really good actress um a little concern, I mean, she plays Eleven amazingly, and the only concern is that, like, Eleven doesn't really talk much, so we don't really get to see how she acts. I mean, we... Is this, uh, so she has more room to, like, flex her chops and, like, expand her... her yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. There's, there's a lot of different scenes and a lot of different emotions you get to see her go through, and it's great. I think she's excellent, and... 
I mean, I thought she was excellent in Stranger Things, but like this just shows me she's so much more than just Eleven. And this is the first major thing other than Stranger Things that she's been in, right? I, I, um, I, I don't know. I, I haven't kept up. I believe so. I mean, I feel like I would have heard more if if she was in other movies and stuff. Also, Stranger Things season three comes out this Fourth of July. In yeah, 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 a few more weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Andy, okay. Anything else I should know about? Because I still haven't seen this movie yet, but now I'm like doubly hyped. Um, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But yeah, okay. there, there's, there is one more thing to be extra hyped about. Okay. Um, is there a, a mid credits or post credit scene? There is a post credit oh, scene. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. And it is not. It's not the tease to King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, I'll tell you that. Is it the tease to Godzilla? So like the third movie. Oh, okay. I was going to say, was it a tease for Godzilla and Pacific Rim? Because that's also owned by Legendary. (laughs) I did not know that. Uh, Um, Maybe. There is a world. I'll tell you one thing it wasn't. It wasn't the tease for King... uh, For Godzilla versus... Evangelion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. I there's a world. There's a world where I live where we all live in where King Kong and and Godzilla and Hideaki Anno, uh creator of Evangelion, Shin Godzilla, they recruit him and they they just throw in they just throw in just throwing throwing down the, the Pacific Rim. Oh, they also get Del Toro back. Uh, it'll be like the the the, the forefathers, and they're just like they just create this amazing mashup movie. Um, I know this is a little bit of a hot take. I was a little bit disappointed by by Pacific Rim Uprising. I mean, it was really cool because like uh, giant kaiju, giant mech battles, but they did Rinko Rinko Chikuchi dirty they killed off their character in the first 15 minutes and like they they should have they should have given her given her like a moment of glory to like fight out like just die fighting like like pentecost but no she died in the first 15 minutes it was terrible i hated it i didn't even see the first uh the second pacific room yeah i uh, it's i didn't know it came out uh yeah i think it came out like 20 2017 or 2018 it was pretty it was great there was there was some huge. They did some really clever things with uh, with the villains, but they just they just killed off Rinko Kikuchi's character like it's so unceremoniously. It's like no, just have her go out and play some glory. Right, that's my hot take. I'm sorry, but we should have we should have we should have Pacific Grim mash up with with Godzilla and King Kong because they're all they're all owned by I, Legendary. I don't know. I feel like this Godzilla will fucking destroy anything that comes in its path. Mm-hmm. What if, what if the they have Godzilla drift with a Mecha Godzilla Jaeger, and then and then and who's the opponent? It's, it's, uh, I don't know, Mecha King Ghidorah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to see Godzuki in this movie. Yeah, God. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. Godzuki exists. Yes. Don't act like he doesn't, Legendary. Oh my God. You know what, Legendary? What, you know what you should do? You should partner up with Sony, get uh, the people from Spider-Verse and Homecoming, 
and you just throw in Spider-Man. Spider-Man should be in the Godzilla. Spider-Man with his giant mech leopard on. It'd be awesome. My God. Anyway, so that was Godzilla. Godzilla was a great movie. It was a great movie. I need ten out of ten. I Andy, I, I will, I will watch it soon. I'll let you know. I'm sure I'll love it. Yeah, I give that thing a solid four atomic blasts. Yes. Also, uh, you had some. Overwatch talk. You want Overwatch Watch 2019. It's been a it's been a while since you did been Overwatch. Like two years. <laughs> it's been two years. Two years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, pal. I have not played Overwatch in like a year and a half. I'm terrible. I'm so sorry, dude. So I stopped playing Overwatch for about six to eight months. Um, I would pop in just to do my ten my ten placement matches and competitive, and then I was like, I'm done. Because I, I just wanted the competitive spray and the competitive um, banner. But man, I've been playing Overwatch pretty heavy for the past six months. They did a lot of changes to a lot of characters. Um, there are some characters that they haven't done changes to. And it saddens me because I feel like these characters could be better if they had the correct changes. But I'm very happy with some of these characters. I'm not talking about Reaper. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's still broken. Oh my god, so broken. He has... So whenever he shoots someone... So before, his ability was that when he killed someone, a soul would drop, and you can pick up the soul to regain health. Oh my god, Blizzard has soul that, coins as well! That's... Well, originally, originally, they sold that idea. Oh no. Now, every time Reaper hits a target, he just gains 40% of his damage as health. That's... Wow. He does a ton of damage. So that's really yeah, that's really and broken. He gains a lot of health. Wow. <laughs> and before they originally had him at sixty percent, and they dropped him to forty percent. Forty percent is still a lot. That's still he's a very hard. Sixty percent is wild. What the hell? Yeah, they so originally they put it to twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally fifteen. They put it to twenty, and Reaper still wasn't getting picked. And they announced that they were going to put it to 60. And I was like, they're never going to do that. And then they did it. And I was like, oh my god. That's... And then they dropped him to 40. Reaper sucks. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I, I hate playing against Reaper. Uh, who's your main? But Torbjorn. Torbjorn. Swedish midget. Nice. Nice. Torbjorn now throws his turret. He doesn't have to level it up. It it automatically goes to level 2. His ultimate is a different type of molten core. His turret doesn't gain any level. He just shoots lava from his gun. Wow. That's really cool. He puts pools of lava on the floor. It's great. Mm -hmm. I am so beast with Torbjorn. It's insane. That's really, really cool. My uh, Overwatch main, when I still played, like... I love Overwatch. I'm terrible at it, but and I I really enjoy Genji and Sombra, but I'm trash with them. So like the character I end up consistently using, uh, either uh, Junkrat or Soldier seventy six. How how are they nowadays? So um so they changed Junkrat a little now too. Uh so his concussion mine, the landmine, he can throw two now, and like he can throw two at a time. So you can use it to effectively give. Junkrat a triple jump if you know how to land it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, his bombs don't like bounce several times before exploding. It bounces twice. So if you trick shot it off the wall, it'll bounce off the wall. That counts as one. It'll bounce off the floor and then explode. They buffed it so he does a ton of damage. 
he's he's a very good character right now. Soldier seventy six is exactly the same. They didn't they didn't do anything to him. Uh wow. I feel like I should get back into Overwatch. Um, whenever you want, man. I'm always playing it. I mean, I know it's not Overwatch related, but I did play. I did play Apex Legends for maybe like three weeks when it first came out. And what I like about Apex Legends, like it just takes the battle royale formula and makes it really cartoony and like enjoyable and it adds like special skills and it adds like really cool iconic personalities and heroes and quirks like uh, definitely in the vein of overwatch and i um i really enjoy that yeah yeah you know what i i i should jump back into overwatch i just don't like i don't like battle royale games oh yeah oh wait have you tried out apex legends i haven't uh, i feel I've like tried, i feel like you would I've like fortnite i've tried PUBG. Mm-hmm. Everyone said that Call of Duties was different and it's the same shit. I feel like you would like Apex Legends because it's basically Overwatch, but it just applies Battle Royale formula. But it's still familiar enough to Overwatch. Like you have, you have different classes or heroes with different types of skills, and then it's still team and squad based. Um, I feel like it's a little bit more forgiving than other battle royales like you get you get to respawn there, there's more chances for you to i, I guess it, there's more incentives to, for you to stick around and there's also there's also other ways of like reviving your players once you lose them but it's not it's not like a total cakewalk so it's not broken um and it's set in the titan to fall universe um which is really cool i don't i mean i haven't played in a while so i don't think there's any mechs in there yet but i don't, i guess from I don't know. I, I I really think you would, since you're such a big fan of Overwatch, I feel like you would tr- uh, transition pretty well to Apex Legends. I'll, I'll give Apex a try. Um, the only thing is Overwatch is coming out with, uh, in their next big update, they're coming out with create mode. Mm-hmm. So you can create game modes, like your own game mode. Oh, seriously? What? So people have created Diva Racing and like a bunch of cool shit. There's like, I mean, I know they, I don't remember where it came from, but there was like Anna Paintball, Diva Racing. There's even stuff to like get better at the game. So like people have created game modes where you can, you can practice your defense matrix as Diva, or you can practice landing headshots as snipers. So there, there's some pretty cool game modes. And a lot of people have come out with a lot of stuff like different types of TDM uh seek and destroy missions um so there there's a lot that's definitely going to be coming out and i'm i wouldn't be surprised if someone creates a battle royale mode battle royale i know people could be split on it but it's popular for a reason and i feel like overwatch would do very well so i don't i mean i i have again i haven't um watched or haven't played uh overwatch in the year half i do have a Pretty cool story. So I think it was Emerald City Comic Con, and I was working there. This gentleman passed by, and he was wearing this hat, and I didn't recognize the care the the image on it for a second. Um, so I thought it was, I thought I thought it was from Cowboy Bebop. Uh, and we we I started talking to this gentleman, and um, lo and behold, I found out his he's his name was Andrew. I don't remember his last name, but. Basically, he's like a huge Overwatch 
um, well, he works for Blizzard, and he's he helped direct or he helped produce uh, the Reinhardt animated short. And he was just talking casually. Oh. He was just like, "Oh yeah, like uh, do you play Overwatch?" He's like, "Yeah, I used to play." And he's like, "Oh yeah, it was cool." And like, um, uh, yeah, I actually work for Blizzard, and um, I I help out with all the cinematics and all, and um, I ride hard. Uh, honor of glory i i i helped direct that movie i was like oh shit what the hell that's awesome and then and <laughs> oh he's like yeah it's and then i we were just yeah, small feet yeah it's a small feet and then we we're just talking about like you know like uh how cool it is to uh work at a job you really love especially a nerdy job and it's like oh yeah i i i, I totally uh, he's like yeah for me like my job is to play overwatch like 10 hours a day and all my friends get mad at me he's like sir you live the life. So that was a cool... It was I, just, would, I would definitely take a job that yeah. I have to play Overwatch well, 10 hours a day. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 homework. It's research. It's, it's, oh, don't twist my arm. I need to play Overwatch. Uh, oh, no, I have to play Kong. Uh, so that was... A, I mean, that was a, that was a, a cool encounter. Um, yeah, so you never know who you meet at a con. I, I did when we went to... Um, anime con two years ago i got to meet the voice actress for diva and the voice actor for lucio as well as the voice actor for genji yeah was that the time you uh, i think you got a diva pop sign for sebastian by by the voice yes. yeah yeah it was a uh, pretty dope and then i forgot what it was but we started joking about like characters so i think the voice actor for genji said that his character is obviously the best mm. <laughs> and then like the guy who voice acts Lucio heard that in the distance, and he was like, nah, not even close. And then all three of them just started bickering with each other, and, and it was in, great. In character voices? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. But yeah, that, that's basically all I got from my Overwatch. Hell yeah. Watch 2019. Hell yeah. To bring it full circle, I mean, um, uh, the voice of McCree, Matthew Mercer, he's a huge D&D DM celebrity, um so isn't he also an anime voice actor yeah he does. He, he, he's a voice uh yeah he's all over the place but i think he's most well known for for critical role in D and then probably tied with mccree from overwatch he's done a lot a ton of other stuff um his, his credits are like a mile long yeah matthew mercer what, what a talented dude so you know what i would love i would love to see matthew mercer dm a campaign entirely played by Overwatch voice actors. I just want to say that there, there, Matthew Mercer got some fucking feats up in here. Okay, Andy, let, drop let that, drop say, that knowledge right now. Matthew Mercer is a. He's uh, where the fuck is it? I just lost it. He's a law in One Piece. Are you serious? Oh shit! He's a levy in Attack on Titan. <gasps> I he was just watching Attack on Dragon Titan Ball today. Super. How did I not notice that? What the hell? He is hit in Dragon Ball Super. He is Gray's older brother in, or father in Fairy Tale. He plays Yamato in Naruto and Boruto. He is freaking Leon S. Kennedy in Resident Evil Vendetta. Yeah, he's Leon S. Kennedy in that movie. Yeah, I knew it was more than just McCree. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. My my boy got some feats. He's known for some well people. Yo, he's Andy. You have to you have to watch JoJo Bizarre Adventure. He's Joe Tuttle. Hold hold on. 
Which one? What He's, season? Uh, uh, what's it called? Stardust Cru- Stardust Crusaders. He's like the bi- okay. he's like the high schooler who looks like he's a WWE wrestler, and this is his. Joe Toto is arguably one of the most popular JoJo's out there. Um, wow, that's that's crazy. I mean, I want to start watching JoJo. Bitch, you gotta start at the beginning. I know. You gotta start at the beginning. Yeah, I know. It might take you a and while. I, know, I think Johnny Youngbosch is in the first. Season. He is. Yeah, I think he plays Jonathan. Jonathan, or maybe, or maybe he plays Joseph. I don't remember. I I only watch the dubs. Or the, I'm sorry. I only watch the subs. The subs. The subs. But maybe I should watch it because Matthew Mercer is Joel Toto. I did not know that. That's amazing. Ma- Matthew Mercer is telling you. He's he's definitely known for way more than just McCree. Uh, I'm just going to throw this Lemmy up. and Law are two of the most hyped characters ever. For sure. For sure. Um, what is it? Look at look at this. Like, oh my God. He's, he's just everywhere. Um, he's Captain America and... <laughs> Um, Marvel Superhero Adventures. Um, okay, I want to pour one out to Thundercats, the the 2011 2012 show, which was so good. It died before its time. He played T- uh, Tigra. That's awesome. This man got feats. Yes, we. I, if it doesn't exist, we should start a fan petition. Matthew Mercer should DM a a campaign. With all of his overall. He should be in our campaign. He should, he should be in our campaign. Um, Where you're going to be a gunslinger like McCree. Yes. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> Except I'm on fire <laughs> and I'm a robot. <laughs> all right. Let's end this episode before we continue for like two more hours. I know. I think we're like an hour and a half right now. <laughs> Whatever. We had like a 20 minute delay. Uh, so thank you for listening to episode 166 yes yes okay i got i got so cut up andy i'm so sorry 166 of super nerd pals you can find us on any podcatcher of your choice so itunes soundcloud stitcher google play uh we're on spotify Spotify? now hell yeah we're on spotify um and you can also find us on the social media so one of our most active platforms is our Facebook group. So you can find us at facebook.com slash group slash Super Pals. Andy, where else can our pals find us? You can find us on Twitter at Super Pals, And you can find us on Instagram at Super Pals. Have you enjoyed anything that we talked about today, like D&D or Overwatch or Godzilla? Um, you could um, find us. Uh, on all those platforms and talk to us about it you can also find us on our personal twitters so you can find me on twitter at kyo ninja for hire that's k-y-o ninja for hire you can find me on twitter at sweet justice one it's o-n-e yeah and if you enjoyed this episode and all of our shenanigans and all of our tangents um please give us a like rate share and subscribe and like the best thing you can do is you know tell your friends tell your enemies about us and spread the word because we love we love talking about nerd stuff and we want to talk stuff with you too and we want to hear from you so and let's say this isn't your cup of tea and you want to listen to something such as kingdom hearts related or horror movie related yeah. <laughs> or pokemon snap related or dragon we got all of those too and dragon ball yeah dragon chat we that's a thing too which chris and i will try to revive we'll try to revive but yeah you can find those sister shows on the same feed except for left for dread our horror show that uh, I co-host with Ryan. Um, but yeah, that's Left for Dread. You can find that uh, anywhere um, or go to uh, leftfordread.com. Um, as for 
our sister shows, there's Chaos, uh, Kingdom Hearts and other stuff, which is hosted by Zach, our Kingdom Hearts, um, our amazing Kingdom Hearts podcast. Um, and there's also... Uh, po- wonderful. Wonderful, yes. The the Pokemon Snap miniseries, which wrapped up, uh, which was very excellent, pre- excellently produced. And you want to check out some of our older shows. Uh, we still have Dragon Chat on there. Uh, anime is weird. Somewhere deep in the darkest archives of the super nerve to feed super dungeon pals is there somewhere so uh you can find it just just google super uh super dungeon pals and take a stroll down memory lane where we all had a really fun time playing dnd 5th edition and we totally fucked up kevin's campaign but sorry kevin it's okay and it, it, it was all it was great it was still great it was just playing the whole time <laughs> it was all according to keikaku <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, pals, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Peace.